You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. All right, welcome to the Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Matt Johnston. Thank you all so much for being here once again. I'm very excited about today. Uh, we have we have Ben in the studio, Ben Amos. Did I say that That's right? right? Ben Amos? You did. Ben you got it right. Amos. Well, you never know. You know. And this is usually something I cover before the show. And then I was just like, did I say that correctly? I think so. So Ben's, Ben's joining us from Australia. I'm very, very excited to, to, to talk to him. He is a, he's an online video strategist, entrepreneur, video producer, speaker, and educator. Uh, works with brands across Australia, but globally, right? Um, to connect with uh, their ideal audiences through video. We're going to be talking with Ben today about exactly what video to use at every stage of your funnel. And I know we have a lot of marketers here, but whether you're a marketer or a business owner, you, need, you know or need to know or need to be dealing with funnels and how you're nurturing people through the process. It doesn't just take one video, it doesn't just take two, it's not about the number, it's about having a strategy that meets people where they are, and Ben is an expert on this. I'm so excited to talk to him about this. Ben's also, of course, the host of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, which is a great podcast as well. Ben, thank you so much for being here. Matt, thanks for having me. It's awesome to join you on your show. Yeah, yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy to have you here. What's your, what's your background? Like, how did you get into video? Was this just sort of always written in the stars that you would be a video guy? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> For sure. Look, long story short is I have always been somewhat in, involved in video production. So my, my dad, right back when I was as young as I can remember, was always filming us with a big VHS kind of camcorder over one shoulder and, you know, the battery pack over the other shoulder. And, um, you know, and then the, the actual recording part where the tape went into over, over the other shoulder. So it was kind of like from a very early age, I had a camera pointed at me in this home movie style and I was fascinated by it. And uh, when I was old enough to be allowed to touch dad's camera equipment, he let me play with it as well. And so I started, you know, backyard making videos with my sister and my brother and neighbors and, and then uh, eventually started playing with editing video as well, just tape to tape style on VHS and, um, and just was hooked. So, you know, long story short, that led me into um, eventually becoming a high school film and media teacher. So I used to teach uh, how to make oh. video content in high schools. And cool. then after doing that for about seven years, I, I just wanted to get out and, and do it. So I left teaching behind and got out a loan to buy some equipment and started my own video production company here on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. And that was 10 years ago now. And over the last, particularly the last six years, we've kind of shifted the focus on producing content more into helping our clients understand the strategy behind good content so that the content we create actually gets an ROI for our clients. So that's the long story short. And that's what we do now for our clients. And I help other people understand that process now as well through education and speaking. So that's your background is, is in that production side of things. You really liked at one right. time being in the being, being the guy with the camera on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Like for the first six years of my business, that's, you know, I was one man band. So I was, I was out there shooting with clients. I was out there editing the content and I was helping our clients um, figure out what to do with that content once they had it. So um, yeah, production background, but very much a marketing focus now. Mm. And so now have you sort of shifted it where you mostly focus on strategy um, and then do you also still produce the content or have you sort of left that behind or you give them the option? 
So my video agency here in Australia, we, we do all of that. So we um, basically design the strategy with our clients. We produce the content and we help implement the strategy um, across various social platforms. So we're kind of handling all three of those critical parts to the process. Um, but I don't do much of the production anymore. I'll sometimes act as director, um, but you know, not so much on the tools as such. I have a team that does that for me now. And, but I'm more working on the strategy and, and ensuring that the right bits of content are being created in the right way for our clients. Mm. Yeah, as, as, as Ben and I were talking about a little bit before the show, we were just talking about how a lot of people are doing video slash feel a pressure to do video, sometimes externally, sometimes internally. They may hear an episode of this podcast or something and they may say, oh man, a lot of people are using video in interesting ways. I guess I should get on this video thing, which is kind of a, a trope that we've been saying for a long time and it's not picking up a ton of steam because I think some people feel like there's a mode around video somehow. Like for some reason you need to have some sort of technical something or it's just something that you can't reach. Um, but I think my, my message overall, and I think that Ben would probably share this is that video is something that everybody can reach and should reach for, but you have to do it smart. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is how to actually guide customers through the customer journey so that we can actually make money for your business through, through video. So, and, 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 and my hope is that everybody listening to this today, whether you're a marketer or an entrepreneur or, or, or I don't know, somebody who just stumbled upon us by accident and, 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 and is fascinated by video all of a sudden by our conversation, um, that, that, that you'll have something, uh, have something that you can take with you today to say, Oh, I know how I could take someone through a funnel with, with video. So I obviously when we're talking about funnels, I mean, the, the best way to simplify it is cold, warm and hot, right? So you have people that are, have no relationship with you or your brand and you're sort of moving them down the funnel. So why don't we start there? How do you start engaging with video content with folks that just don't know you, what you're about, uh, they're completely cold? Yeah, absolutely. And that simplifying the funnel to cold, warm and hot is the perfect place to start. But I think the other way to look at it is not about kind of you know, from a, from your perspective as a brand, looking at what, what stage your audience is in, but instead thinking from the audience perspective as to what stage are they in internally, right? As they move through that funnel. So if we start by really understanding our audience, we know that someone who, what you would call a cold audience or hasn't heard about you or your brand or your business before, maybe haven't, they haven't even really thought about, you know, taking action to buy something either from you or from someone else that's going to help solve that problem. What they're feeling is a feeling. So it's an emotion first, right? So, you know, people Absolutely. buy with emotion and then they justify that decision with logic and reasoning. So the process, the journey that a customer goes on starts with emotion. And that emotion is, is something that they're feeling internally. So your audience might be feeling pain, you know, frustration. They might be feeling excitement. They might be feeling, Whatever it is, there's an emotion tied in that will eventually um, become the trigger which will lead them to make a purchase decision, right? So that's your cold audience. They're those people that um, are feeling that emotion or are potentially feeling that emotion. So we need to reach them first with emotional content, right? So as far as like how, how to create videos to reach a cold audience, mm -hmm. it really needs to be getting that emotional buy-in before you ask them to buy. Does that make sense, Matt? 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I talk about, I mean, I'm always talking about the word empathy. It's like my favorite word in the yeah. world. I always feel like empathy brings people to you like a magnet. And so how do you, how do you, and, and that's emotional identification. So yeah. what's the, what's the first thing that we need to start doing to understand what emotions we should be making content about there? So really understand your audience, understand what emotions they're feeling. And the best way to create content that's going to reach someone on an emotional level is to think about the power of storytelling. So from a video perspective, this is where using storytelling techniques and, and approaches can really um, connect more directly with the emotion that someone's feeling because stories are intrinsically emotional, right? And whether these be stories from or brand story type videos that you know, take a very direct storytelling approach or, uh, you know, where it's kind of like once upon a time and then this happened and this happened, you could go with that kind of an approach or the way that I kind of look at creating brand stories from a video perspective is really understanding that there's a story arc or a journey that someone goes on towards a successful outcome, recognizing that the hero of that story that you're trying to engage your ideal audience with should be relatable to your ideal ideal audience, right? So the hero of that story is not you, your brand, your business, it's your customer. So when you can tell stories that help that customer or communicate the journey that that customer goes on towards a successful outcome using your product or your service or whatever it may be, then that's going to connect on an emotional level with people who relate to that hero, right? So and that's where you start to get that emotional buy-in. So people sit up and pay attention and they're feeling like I need to find out more about this brand or this business or this product or service. So we can go deeper into that if you like, but really it's the idea of telling good stories and using emotional forms of communication through your video strategy in order to get people to come on this journey with you. Okay. To start, it's kind of like the first date, right? You're going to, uh, on the first date, you're going to dress nicely, you're going to tell good stories, you're going to um, you know, want them to get to know you so that they can come on further dates with you. So the, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up that the hero is the customer and not you, because I think that's a very com a common, I wouldn't say it's a misconception. I would just say usually when brands think about making content in general, they make themselves the hero of the story because yeah. it just seems obvious. I mean, they are positioning themselves as the expert um, I like to think of it more as, uh, and this is sort of a Donald Miller thing, but yeah, it, it's more of, uh, you know, they're, they're the guy, right? I mean, they're the Gandalf yeah. or something, right? Like Gandalf is not the hero of Lord of the Rings. Frodo's the hero of the Lord of the Rings, but he can't get there without Gandalf. Right. Yeah. And so that's yeah, sort of where that is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the story brand framework's a really good thing to dive into. Um, and the book Story Brand by Donald Miller, definitely, if you want to dive deeper into the power of storytelling and where I see storytelling really working particularly well is to attract and engage cold audiences, um, then, you know, Donald Miller and Story Brand is a, a fantastic resource to dive into. Yeah, it's, 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 it's great stuff. So can, can you just give us some examples of just so that people can sort of put like a tangible idea like like thing i mean it's one thing to say okay i i get it we should be telling stories about that that, that are that can have emotional resonance and identification to our ideal customer or or whoever um but but what does that mean i mean what what, what do these stories look like can you share any sort of tangible examples sure so typically we'll, we'll kind of 
for our clients, we'll kind of um, create two different types of stories typically at this stage of the, of the journey. And one of them mm. we would call a brand story. And the brand story is kind of like your core um, branding piece, like whether you call it your culture film or your, or your mission film or whatever it may be. It's the idea is that it, you need to feature the key people within the business. We usually use an interview approach rather than a scripted format for this. And by really unpacking the deeper why behind why the business operates in the way it does from a human perspective. So there's always there's humans behind businesses, whether it be the founder or whether it be the key people within an organization. And there's something that drives them, something that motivates them. And through, you know, interviewing processes and techniques, we're able to extract in an authentic way in those interviews, the right sort of messaging that's going to connect with and engage with that audience and where people get stuck on this is right right if i'm going to be interviewing our founder for example for this brand story video then how are we going to do what we just talked about there of ensure that we're not being positioned as the hero you know the that the business isn't being positioned right as that's the hero. my sort of core question there like how do you do that with a brand story video yeah so what you need to do is is ensure that i guess the the information you're extracting through the interview needs to be filtered through the the audience through the eyes of the audience so or the the customer right so if you're mm. for example speaking to a founder about you know what they believe is their point of difference you want to make sure that what they what you're getting out of them from that interview is is that it's something that positions the the customer as the hero so we do this because it gets better results for you right so or we do it this way or we have a, a focus on customer service for example um, because you know when we see customers have a fantastic experience with our business you know it, it it feels good you know that kind of thing so we're able to position the brand through the brand story in a way that positions them as the guide so knowing that the audience for that video is your, your customer, ideally. And you want them to watch this and to be like, you know what, I want you to be my guide, to be, come alongside me and achieve the, the heroic outcome for my story. Does that make sense? So, you know, I think the brand story needs to also, um, it needs to show your customers. So we talk about the people element to a story you know, good stories need characters and the people element needs to be people within the organization, but you also need to show customers somehow you need to, through the footage that you use, show interaction with customers. Maybe you can do some short uh, interviews with customers that are incorporated into your brand story as well. So you need to be able to directly show and um, have the audience uh, connect with relatable customers that are just like them does that does that uh, is that clear <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're so, so you're having you're having uh the the interview story oriented so that the answers end up being framed in terms of the customer instead of the company you know that's right about yeah. pain points then features and benefits right and uh and then you're actually if i'm hearing you right you're saying you're actually inserting testimonial type videos within this brand story Absolutely. It's so much more powerful to have other people say how good you are rather than you just saying how good you are. So the other type of video 100%. that we tend to use is what we call a client story video. So you got your brand story, but then a client story video is, you know, what you typically maybe call a case study or a testimonial video. 
but where I see case studies and testimonial, I see them more in the traditional format, more at the bottom of the funnel. So more for the, the goal of actually making the sale. Whereas when we take a storytelling approach to a case study, so we call it a client story quite deliberately, is we're actually through the interview with the, just the client here, we're able to really unpack their story and the journey they've gone on from dissatisfaction in their life to satisfaction and, and a heroic outcome. So, you know, that's a, a, a clearer way to position the, the customer as the hero. Um, and they can be really effective, particularly when you've got some good transformational outcomes for a client. Mm. So, so those are the two at the, at the, at the top of the funnel, the, the two cold audience types of videos. Typically, Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not an exhaustive list, but you know, I think if you're running the, the content through the filter of, is this going to connect with the ideal audience on an emotional level and storytelling is a great way to do that. Then that's the kind of content that fits at the top of the funnel. So you don't want to be delivering rational facts and figures to people at this stage. You want them to mm. be, like I said before, getting them to buy into the idea before you get them to buy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's super powerful. I mean, we see that all the time. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting stuff. And, and I think that a lot of what we're seeing also is the sort of television commercial genre that's moved its way into a lot of folks top of funnels here. But what do you see as the biggest danger in that sort of blasting brand awareness through the sort of old guard way of making, uh, I guess, advertise TV advertising, which is a cold audience tactic but it's different online. How do you tackle that? Yeah. And you know, in the, in the TV advertising realm as well, I think you're starting to see some of this more, in fact, increasingly more of this emotional advertising, this storytelling approach into say a 15 or 30 second TVC and particularly Super Bowl type ads. You think about those as kind of the pinnacle of, of TV advertising today. Many of them are taking storytelling approaches. Um, and there's a good reason for that because we've just explained that. However, the traditional, interruptive broadcast method of advertising where they're just bashing you around the head with a message to try and encourage you to buy. I mean, typically that's just being ignored. You know, people are more savvy to advertising and their, their saturation point of that kind of hard advertising message is, is much higher. So, you know, people, they, they either skip the ads or they, you know, use subscription services. So they're not seeing ads. Um, or they have ad blockers and things like that because they don't want that sort of advertising. I mean, where that advertising does still potentially have its place is when it's, um, you know, if you're going out on the weekend to go and buy a used car, for example, you've already planned for that, then you're going to pay attention to, uh, you know, a TV ad, which is saying we've got a, you know, used car sale happening this weekend, sale, 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 you know, that typical kind of TV commercial. Um, so that, that will work for you. Um, but for people that are cold to the, the idea, they'll, they'll be turned off by that sort of, sort of advertising. Right. I mean, it's basically what we're talking about today, the, the, the funnel stage. And some funnels are shorter than other funnels. If you're in the market for a used car in Sydney, uh, <laughs> Australia, and you're in Sydney, Australia, about to go get a used car, you're not at the necessarily cold. I mean, you're, you're, you're already getting down there. Um, okay, so that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think that's a lot of useful. And, 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 and would you agree that there are a lot of ways that brands can do this for themselves and not break the bank? 
Absolutely. You know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, at, at its simplest form, this kind of emotional brand awareness, top of funnel kind of content, it really just needs to be from the heart, you know? So if brands can allow themselves to communicate more from, from the heart, more of their why, uh, you're probably familiar, Matt, with the idea of Simon Sinek starting with the why. So mm-hmm. he, he talks about kind of that center of the circle as being where good communication needs to start, you know, and then we move out to the how and the what. Um, mm-hmm. So if people haven't, haven't seen that TED talk, definitely worth checking out Simon Sinek's mm-hmm. TED talk. But that's where, you know, human, that's how the human brain works. So if you can just turn on your smartphone and just communicate, you know, why you do what you do in one or two sentences, that's going to be a really powerful piece of video content that will allow people to, to kind of rally behind you and, and get into your funnel um, knowing that they're in the right place. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the uh, the interview format before. That's one of the things that I recommend a lot of a lot of smaller brands do when they're just they have a lot of people that aren't very comfortable on camera. I just recommend that somebody interviews them, uh, or if, if 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 I'm talking to a marketer who's just trying to do a sort of like very guerrilla style, like how do I get a video out of these people? I always recommend they interview them because they're going to be able to get a more authentic reaction from those people. So that might be a one good hack because it's very hard to just say, okay, stand in front of a camera and be authentic and emotional. Great. I'll just be emotional now. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I don't know how many, I mean, I've interviewed tons of people in my life. I'm sure you have as well. And usually when you sit down to interview somebody, the last thing that they want to talk about is probably the thing that you need them to talk about the most. Yeah. Yeah, and that comes down to the, the skill of the interviewer as well and the comfort level of the person being interviewed. So, you know, anything that you can do in that situation to help people feel less uh, on the spot or help them to ignore the camera can be super helpful. Yeah, just just performing less for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ab- yeah. absolutely. Okay, so, 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 we've, so we've got a relationship with them now. Um, they're, 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 they're warm. We're sort of moving them to the middle of the funnel. How should we start thinking about that content? Yeah, so I think at this stage, we don't quite have a relationship. I think we've got them to sit up and pay attention and to go, you know what, I, I like this guy or, or I, think, I think I might want to get to know this person better, right? So in a relationship sense, that's kind of where we're at in, at this stage of the funnel because as we move to the middle of the funnel where we talk about warm audiences, so now they've kind of been on our first date, we want to go on second and third dates and in those second and third dates, that's where you get to know each other better. You, you build trust, right? You get to understand, uh, you know, deep at a deeper level why brand or business exists and how they're going to help you. So um, what we want to do here is to do exactly that is to provide helpful content. So the kinds of content that I talk about um, sharing or, or using from a video standpoint in the middle of the funnel needs to educate, inform, inspire, and perhaps entertain people. So what you want to do is to, you know, in the middle of the funnel, warm, audi- warm audiences have questions. You need to give them answers. So, they're probably Googling stuff, right? So they're now on the journey to buy something and maybe they're not going to buy from you. Maybe they'll buy from your competitor. Your goal with this content is to position your brand, your business, your product or your service as the go-to source for whatever it is that this person's wanting to buy. And yeah, I mean, that's the great way to do that is to provide good content marketing video, which is um, answering questions. 
asked. Um, does that make sense? So it's kind of like uh, we tend to think about frequently asked questions kind of videos, or we talk mm -hmm. about how to videos, uh, or maybe it's a, um, you know, more of a event type video, which is kind of showing behind the scenes of, of something so that people really understand what it's like to be at that thing. So um, yeah, we can unpack that further, but at its foundation, that's what it needs to be is, is providing helpful content to people. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, what if we, what if we use like a, I'm trying to think of an example that we can use. I always, I don't know why I teach college too. And every time that I'm talking about marketing and I try to make it cut and drive, I always end up going back to like a plumber for some reason, but I think it's sure. great. Let's yeah, do it. Let's great. Do it. I, everyone I, knows what a plumber does, right? So exactly. Everyone knows that a plumber, uh, it's very easy. Everyone needs it, but only when the faucet breaks. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so let's say that we've done our work at the top of the funnel with the cold audience and we've, let's say that we've told a story of somebody who's, I don't know, bathtub nearly fell through their ceiling, which happens to people with plumbing problems actually. Uh, and uh, great story, emotional, they've done their job. So what are we talking about here at the middle of the funnel? There's going to be a lot of questions obviously people have about being a plumber, about needing a plumber. There's also going to be a lot of competition in this marketplace, which I think also yeah. makes it interesting to talk about. So what kinds of videos am I thinking about making? I think what's interesting about a plumber is like you said there, Matt, is often we're, we're wanting a plumber when we need them, you know? So when right. a faucet breaks or when we've got a drip or a leak or something like that, that's when we're like, at, we're very quickly at the bottom of the funnel and we're like, right, we, we need to buy. So we just need to find a plumber that's going to work. So what, the value of this top and middle of funnel content is for someone like a plumber is about being top of mind. So when that, when that trigger moment happens where they need to actually buy the services of a plumber, they're not going to Google or to a directory somewhere. They're just calling you because they know that you're going to help them out. Right? So in the middle of the funnel, what we need to be doing is thinking about really understanding our audience and who our ideal customer is and that's probably for a plumber going to be aligned to the kinds of services that we want to provide. So if it's emergency plumbing repairs, for example, let's use that as an example, as sure. opposed to a plumber that primarily likes to do like new build fit outs and fancy bathrooms and stuff like that. Like that's going to be a different approach if that's your core thing. If it's emergency plumbing repairs, what we want to do is think, how can we show up for people when they don't have an emergency? so that we're positioning ourselves as experts and coming alongside as the guide, like we talked about before, to um, basically stay top of mind. The other side benefit to this kind of strategy is that it can all help with search engine optimization as well, which means when people are at the emergency end and they're just Googling, we're more likely to be one of the first results on Google. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's talk about staying top of mind. So, you know, if we identify that our ideal customer is you know, a family, maybe the uh, husband in a family situation and uh, you know, he owns his own home, for example, then we're going to identify that there's certain things that that person needs to do around the home that they want to do themselves. So maybe it's like changing a washer of a, of a leaky tap, or maybe it's not emergency kind of stuff, but maybe it's um, understanding how to check if you're, if you have any leaks in your, in your, um, 
house and, you know, reading your water meter, for example, you know, all those sorts of things, like how to do these things that are going to make them more confident in that realm of plumbing in their, in their life more generally. Um, creating content like that means that people are going to engage with that content when they're not at that emergency end. And, um, you'll be top of mind and that you could probably come up with a whole bunch of ideas that will suit. The other way I kind of look at that is, is don't just focus on just plumbing. Like if plumbing is your core thing, what are the fringe topics that you can create content around that's still going to, you know, maybe it's one step away from plumbing. So maybe you can also recognize because you know, your ideal customer that they're, um, you know, they're, they're big into, uh, you know, keeping their, I'm um, just coming up with ideas on the spot here. Maybe they're, maybe they're big into home ownership. So, you know, they're house proud. So um, maybe they uh, are looking at ways to renovate their bathroom, for example. Um, so maybe creating content around some, you know, DIY budget makeovers for your bathroom could be a great thing to create content around. So yep. even though, you know, you're teaching them how to do it themselves, but, obviously when they have that emergency plumbing situation, who are they going to call, right? They're going to call you. So yeah, I mean, we could go deeper into that, but I don't think we need to, but that's basically how to think about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's great. And I'm glad that you bring up that you can also go to the fringes. I think that yeah. creating content for someone's lifestyle, that's usually what I talk about. I'm always trying to tell people like create content about somebody's lifestyle because your whole, I mean, is that, one of the things that um, I think you were also getting to and didn't say quite directly is that I, I feel like this, this makes me feel like this company like cares about me in some way because they're selflessly providing value to my life. Would you say that that also is a big trust builder here? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, the internet's kind of built on a foundation of free, isn't it? Like people expect free information. They, they expect free content. They expect sure. to find the answers for free. So as a brand or a business with some kind of expert knowledge in something, we really need to think about the idea of moving the free line in our business down a bit. So, you know, pre internet or people that aren't really capitalizing on this, they kind of hold a lot of their cards close to their chest. So wherever you can, I think give away your best content for free so that you can provide value Absolutely. to people. And then the law of reciprocity comes into play and who are they going to buy from when, when they're ready to buy? You know, hundred percent, they're going to come to you. So yeah, I think that's really important is be generous with your content. I, yeah, uh, I love that law of reciprocity. I, I firmly believe in that because people will feel like you care about them. Okay. So, so, so we're giving them those sort of DIY hacks and everything. And I, I would assume you would agree. You could also do whatever, uh, basic things on how to replace a faucet or just basic problems people have in their home, because it also, um, that also helps you be positioned as the expert, right? Because we also need to, at this stage, start to differentiate ourselves in that sort of authority space, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's about, it's about building authority. It's about building trust. It's about establishing expertise and it's about providing value so that um, that reciprocity comes into play. So if we can do all of those things, it's kind of like now when we get to the conversion end or to the bottom of the funnel for a hot audience, the, the sale becomes basically easy, right? 
Yeah, I, I think that a lot of the questions that people are going to have, even at the cold level and the warm level, at, at what point are we starting to get, I mean, it's a little tougher for a plumber, but at what point are we starting to drop hints of you can buy stuff from us, <laughs> give them, give them a, a, like an actual valuable action to take because at some point they're going to have to qualify themselves down the funnel. I mean, where do you like to go more heavy handed on that? So you bring up a good point and I think it's critical to understand that you need to establish that you've got something to sell all the way through that journey because you know, people move okay. at different paces through this customer journey. Like if someone is um, potentially ready to buy, then the, perhaps they'll engage with your, with your brand awareness content at the top of the funnel and then they'll move very quickly through, maybe look through some of your um, engagement content, some of your middle of the funnel content, and then they'll be, you know, hyper ready to buy. Um, so they'll move fairly quickly through it. So what you don't want to be doing is to just telling where I see this mistake happening, say let's use the top of the funnel as an example is where a brand will tell a great story, but I'm confused as to, you know, wow, that was beautiful, cinematic, beautifully shot, really engaging story, but I don't even know what you sell. You know, that's a, that's a fail in my mind. What you don't want to do at the top of the funnel is, is do the hard sell though. Okay. So you want to, you want to, drop hints you want to show not tell you know that's kind of what you want to do at the top of the funnel as you move to the middle of the funnel you need to be the call to action for those middle of funnel videos need to be and here's how you can find out more and buy from us it's not a hard sell it's not a it's not a pitch it's basically and these this is where you can go to find out more basically and then as you get down to the bottom of the funnel that's where you need to sell that's where you need to be making the pitch and talking about overcoming the rational objections to buying that people have because here if your bottom of funnel content doesn't do the job of converting then it's it's kind of failed so in the so in the middle we're we're providing this value we are building authority um we're trying to uh we're trying to really go hard on on reciprocity. One of the hacks that I love to use, if anybody, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are thinking, well, I don't even know what to make at the middle of the funnel. And I would just think like a YouTuber in this moment, right? Um, one of the things that I love to do is, you know, think about who your avatar is, think about what the core pieces of their lifestyle are, and then ask, what would they Google about those things? And you probably yeah. have great ideas for video stories, you know? Um, and that's content that they will love because it speaks to them. Like it'll change their daily lives. I mean, if you, I mean, I'm a proud homeowner, proud homeowner. I don't know. I have a home and lots of stuff breaks all the time and I need value, but how to fix it. And when I get little tips about what to do with some silly drywall problem or something, I mean, I get value there and it can make it a lot easier for me. And, but a lot of people aren't taking the time to do that. A lot of companies aren't taking the time to do that. Um, yeah. are we, uh, are, are we going, so, so is, is that it for the middle of the funnel or is, is there also at some point a hard sell just to move people down or are we moving people down just based on their engagement in this sort of value-based content? In an organic strategy we we rely on people basically moving themselves through. So what we're doing is okay. creating content that is showing up for people at the stage that they're at in that journey and mm. engaging with them in the right way with that content. Now, we can kind of lay over the top of this whole funnel approach, you know, paid strategy. So as a, 
you know, paid, say, Facebook ad strategy, for example, using video, we can take the same approach of reaching people first with a um, story-based, emotional-based content and then retarget them with more helpful content and then, you know, retarget them again with more of a sales content. So, you know, we can do that. But organically, the goal here is to provide the right call to action so that people know when they're ready to take the action, where to go and what to do to buy from you. Okay. So now, so now we move to the bottom of the funnel and these people have sort of self-identified as being at the bottom of the funnel. So they've, they've consumed in theory, two pieces of content likely from us, probably more. And they, they know that we're potentially the best solution. Um, what, what is our main goal here at the bottom of the funnel? The main goal is to overcome any objections to the conversion taking place. So mm-hmm. at the bottom of the funnel, like people now, they know what you sell. Maybe they don't know it as well as they need to. Maybe they have some questions. Um, so they're a bit unsure about exactly what it is or what it takes, or maybe it's what it costs or whether or not they're going to get the value that um, they want from it, for example. So all of these objections, when you identify what the potential objections are, the goal here is to create content that overcomes those objections. It needs to be very rational, but using video allows you the ability for it to be rational, but also human centered. So I kind of see the bottom of the funnel content much like the, the role of the salesperson in a bricks and mortar store. So if you go into a bricks and mortar store, um, let's use the example of a plumbing retailer, for example. So you're, you're going to go and buy some, um, some gear to go and fit out your new uh, bathroom, for example. So you're going to go and look at some tapware. You would go into a bricks and mortar plumbing supply store and you would talk to the salesperson there and they got, like what that person would do is answer any rational questions you have, like, will this fit in my bathroom or why would I choose that material over that material? Or um, how easy is this to actually fit if it's a DIY kind of a product? Am I going to be able to use the product? That's the kind of content that you want to be um, providing to people at the bottom of the funnel because it helps them feel more confident about the sale that, you know, potentially they're going to make. The other types of content that can work really well here is, like I said before, more of that testimonial kind Mm -hmm. of content to show social proof. So I want to see if I walk into this um, plumbing retailer store that I'm not the only person there and it looks like no one's bought from them in 20 years, right? I want to go into that store and it looks like a busy store with lots of customers, lots of happy customers. Maybe on the wall, there's going to be, you know, photos of lots of happy customers um, in front of their bathrooms that they've successfully renovated themselves. That's, we get that from a bricks and mortar perspective. That's going to help me feel more confident in buying. We need to do that digitally through our video strategy as well. So provide video testimonials, provide videos that overcome objections that answer the rational questions that people have. That's preventing them from making the sale. And critically, we need to make sure that, where we use those videos, it's, it's only one click away to making that conversion happen as much as possible. So what we want to do with these videos, these videos need to be on a sales page right next to the buy now button, or they need to be, you know, in your e-commerce page right next to the add to cart button or next to the book an inquiry or whatever it may, whatever the conversion action is, it needs mm. to be one click away. So these kind of videos, they're not ideal to be using on Instagram or social media because what you want to do is 
in that case, people need to then take multiple clicks to get through to actually making the purchase. So that's where your middle of funnel content is kind of social media based. And then that drives people through to a landing page. And on that landing page is your conversion videos, which are designed to get people to click on that buy now button. So we could go deeper into that, but really that's kind of the, the underpinning thought process here is how can I just make it easier for people to buy from me um, quicker through the videos that we're using? Yeah. Social proof is so powerful. I mean, we, I mean, this is, this is one of the things that are, I mean, my, my company has just launched this new product, which is just about creating social proof and community for brands. Uh, no more, the, the idea being you can hammer people over the head and tell them to buy, but what's more powerful than having one friend talk to another friend and that friend recommends something that's much more powerful than somebody trying to sell something to you. Um, so that's great. And I actually think that a lot of people don't think about that often as putting them on your checkout pages. I don't see that very often and it's, it's, it's underutilized. I think people just assume that when they make video content, well, it must be something that lives on social media because that's just where video lives but it doesn't necessarily need to be that way. That's, that, that's really interesting. But what, so, so, so this objection buster content, what does that look like in practice? So in practice, it can be quite simple to produce. It doesn't need to be, this isn't necessarily where you bring in your cinematic drone shots and your high-end production equipment. Depending on your brand or business, it really just needs to be um, rationally delivering the answers that someone wants to a question that they have. A good example of this is the, the shoe retailer Zappos. So I don't know if you've come across Zappos, but um, basically... Oh, yeah. Tony Shea? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they've been doing this fantastically for years, really mm. you know, leaders in this space of, you know, the challenge in selling shoes online, right, is that people want to try, try them on. The shoe, you don't know what right? they... Yeah, you don't know if it fits. Yeah. So obviously that, you know, Zappos have overcome this by having a good returns policy and that sort of stuff, right? But outside of that, you know, you can't try it on. So you don't even know if it's going to look good on you or whether it's the right kind of shoe for you and your lifestyle and that sort of stuff. So what they have is on pretty much all of their individual product pages. So not just on their top range pages, but on an individual shoe page on their e-commerce store as well as the photos of the shoe, like you tend to see in an e-commerce situation, they have a short video on almost every listing, which is just the someone from the Zappos team who is similar to the target audience for that shoe. So if it's a shoe for a younger female, it'll be a younger female from Zappos on camera. And they're just in a very basic studio environment. It doesn't need to be a studio. It could just be anywhere. Um, and they're just talking straight to camera. They got the shoe in front of them, much like a salesperson would. And they're saying, this is this shoe. This is what it's good for. This is how it bends and flexes. Look at the features on this shoe. And then they actually cut to some shots of that person wearing the shoe and a close up of the shoe. So you can see it in action, right? So very rational focused. It's not telling the story of you know, like Nike would about the athlete behind the shoe and that sort of stuff. Um, it's just showing the shoe and that kind of content is Smart. all that it needs to be. It's really straightforward. And the, you know, the case study that, that the data that I haven't got the data on top of my head here, but the Zappos have um, publicly come out with the, the, the facts on how that has improved conversion rates across their, across their um, online store. 
So that, I mean, that's the, it can be as simple as that. If it's not a, a product that you're selling, um, if it's a service, like let's use the plumber, for example, um, who is selling the service of, uh, you know, a same day call out, for example, and someone's like, Oh, I don't know if I want to pay that much when I can pay someone else, you know, less to come out when they're ready rather than on the same day, completely making up this example, then having a video that says, you know, this is what you get in a same day call out. Uh, I'll be at your front door within two hours of, of the time you call. Um, we, you know, always give you a clear scope of works before we start. Um, you'll get it, that in writing emailed to you straight away. Um, and you'll, you'll get the invoice straight after we finish and you'll be able to pay right then and there. Um, so it just shows how easy that process is. And you can just talk straight to that can be a 30 second video on your website next to the book a same day service kind of a button. I don't even know if that makes sense in a plumbing context, but I made that up on the spot there. <laughs> but sure it does. <laughs> and, I, and that's the, that's the question I was going to sort of ask is how does it work for a service? And I mean, I think you, I think, I, I think you answered it. I mean, it can be just as candid as, as just talking to the camera and, and, uh, but but it's important to ask these questions and be critical about what people's objections actually are about these things when they're at this stage, right? Yeah. If you can be forward in overcoming objections before people have asked them, then they automatically feel that you um, that you can address all of their objections. So if you can kind of directly address some of the most common objections, then people will instantly feel that even these other little niggling objections they might have, they'll be like, Oh no, I'm sure they've got that sorted too, because they seem very proactive. You know, that's the kind of it. People just will feel more confident buying from you because you're calling out the objections before they ask them. Mm -hmm. And, and really every kind of video that we've talked about through this funnel, it's really, it's not out of, out of touch. It's not even something that you would necessarily need to outsource. I mean, some folks are not in the, are not in the, financial position to be outsourcing video content. They just feel disconnected from it. Um, and uh, really all of it is, can be as simple as turning on your phone and making sure there isn't a huge shadow on you and that you're heard and you seem professional. It's not rocket science, especially with the technology we have now, right? You would say that this is for everybody. Absolutely. And like the strategy is where the results lie. It's not about right. the production quality. Um, although production quality can feature, it's a, it's a branding decision um, and the size of the company will impact on that as well. But at the end of the day, you can create strategic video content across that full funnel with your, with your iPhone um, in, internally within your team. It, it sounds so obvious now that we're talking about it, that you should do things like provide value at the middle of the funnel, overcome objections at the bottom of the funnel. But I don't see anyone doing it. Why, why do you think that is? I mean, what's the, what's the roadblock here? Why are we not doing this with video yet at, a, at scale I, yeah. online? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I think it often comes down to the fact that, um, you know, people just aren't thinking of video from a strategy perspective. They're thinking of it as a tactic and they're just mm. trying things here and there. Like I'll often see when I'm kind of looking at what other businesses are doing, I'll see that they're doing bits of this, but the power in building out the full funnel video strategy is where it lies. And um, you know, I think that it's important to recognize, I mean, I'm a video guy, you're a video guy. So we tend to lean on video and video is very powerful throughout this whole funnel. 
but you can achieve success using other types of content communication to do the same sorts of things like a very well-written sales page can do the same job of that conversion video that we talked about before that bottom of the funnel video, but video just has so much, um, additional power that really yeah. where people can Personal use video across the full funnel. Yeah. It really can't be, it can't be beat. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know why apart from the fact that, you know, marketing's complicated, marketing can seem overwhelming. And I think people just need to take small and deliberate action step by step and to have the longer game in mind of being able to eventually have, you know, plugged the gaps across their funnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I, I would certainly urge everybody here to try this, to try this out. And, and, and just to recap here, as we go through the funnel, so we've got the cold uh, audience, the audience that doesn't really have any, any relationship with us. They don't know us very well. We're talking about making, doing storytelling type videos where the customer is the hero. So this is a, a, a sort of a, not a testimonial type video so much. It's more of a case study. So we're telling a customer's journey working with us potentially and, and how they achieve some heroic result or a brand story where we still are not the hero, but it's more about our why, why we exist, why we do what we do. The middle yeah. of the funnel, uh, creating value uh, and, and leaning on reciprocity and uh, uh, building authority. That was the other thing at the middle of the funnel. And then at yep. the bottom of the funnel, largely overcoming objections. Did, did I miss anything there? I just want to make sure. I always like everybody to be able to come away with, ah, this is what I learned today. Ah, let's go make stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you've, you've summarized that beautifully, but I want to add one more step to this funnel because a full Great. funnel video strategy doesn't stop when the conversion or the sale is made. Great. Because we Love need it. to recognize that we, we have people who are now in the stage of advocacy, um, which is after the sale, you want to kind of build this lifetime value for your clients and encourage people to refer new, new customers into your funnel. So once someone's bought from you, we can't ignore them. We need to recognize that the fourth, I guess, goal for a full funnel video strategy is to delight our customers using video. And how we do that is, you know, a great way to do that is use videos to thank people. Personalized video can work really well here, depending on your brand or your business or scale. So, you know, if you, for example, were that plumber, let's use this plumbing example. Yeah. And someone's, yeah. someone's called you out for an emergency call out. Um, maybe, you know, their bath fell through the, I don't know, that's a bit crazy, but you know, maybe they've just got a, you know, massive it leak happens. in their kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But so the massive leak in their kitchen, you've come out, you've fixed it. And then you've gone, you've left. So they've bought from you, they've already paid. And then you shoot them a short video on your, on your smartphone um, afterwards when you're back in the van or whatever and say, um, hey, Matt, just to let you know, I've managed to fix the leak. Everything looks fine. There doesn't seem to be any damage to your kitchen. Um, you know, thanks for choosing us. And um, anytime that you have another emergency, hopefully it's not soon, um, you, know, you know where to call us. Um, appreciate your business. Thanks very much. So to shoot that short little video and to shoot that off via text message or email or something like that, how are those people going to feel about that $250 they've spent with you on that call out? You know, yeah, often what we do when we, when we buy something like that, particularly in an emergency situation, it's a grudge. It's like, oh man, 250 bucks. That's the last thing I need. Right. But then they're like, they get this video and they go, man, that was, that was really special. You know, that plumber really made my day right? 
who are they going to call next time? Even more so, who are they going to talk about at the barbecue on the weekend saying, oh, right. we got this bloody the leak happened. And, but then the plumber came out and, hey, look at this video he sent me afterwards. You know, you should really use this guy. So simple ways to use video, which isn't scalable, can be really powerful in, in, in encouraging the light. And there are ways to kind of scale that as well, like whether it be linking um, personalized video through a CRM um, or through your online shopping. When you have a, uh, you know, e-commerce sale, you can send out an automated video, which is just a more generic, thanks for buying from us. This is what to do if you have any problems or if you need to return, you know, that kind of thing can just really uh, make people well, it overcomes buyer's remorse, but it also makes people really uh, delighted with the experience and more likely to buy from you again. This is always sort of the basic business stuff that people have known forever. It's just the whole mom and pop approach to business. And we got yeah, online absolutely. and then, you know, and then we all forgot of a sudden, it. we forgot it. Yeah, we forgot it. We, you know, click funnels came around and then we were all just like, ah, send them to a sales page and give them a red button to click and then get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to humanize our marketing again, don't we? Yeah, I, well, I think we do, but, 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 not, but it, I, I think it's going to increase ROI as well for all the reasons you're saying, because it's going to increase LTVs of, 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 of the customers that do buy things. But uh, I think that we've sort of... Um, Word of mouth is still a thing, I think. Hugely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but we don't often think about word of mouth being a thing. We're just sort of like, oh, everybody's going to be a stranger to us that we take through the funnel, but potentially your, uh, your current customers could be building a warm audience for you at all times if you orchestrate this correctly. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when I share this kind of strategy with clients, they just start getting excited. They're like, oh, we could do this or we could do this or, you know, we could, you know, do a celebration video at 12 months of them being a client and that they just get excited again. Um, and it doesn't need to be difficult. In fact, these kinds of videos are probably better to, to do more authentically smartphone based. So it feels more human and personal, like a message from a friend. Um, so you don't need to spend a lot of money. You just need to think strategically about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the most famous service that does it is Bonjuro, but and I know there's other competitors too. They actually send you like a, a notification when somebody purchases something from you or takes some valuable action. You can just send them and send them a video there, which is which is really smart. Um, but yeah, it's 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 super valuable and it's such a great reminder. We just we just don't hear it very often. But yeah, going back to the mom and pop way of doing business and trying to figure out how to do that at scale. I think is, uh, is extremely, extremely important. Even if your product's expensive, because you might not need a $500 product again, but think about the word of mouth power of someone else telling someone to get that $500 product. That's, yeah. I think, more where, more where the value is. Ben, yeah. this has been great. 100%. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Where can we find out more about you? Hey, you're welcome. So I encourage people to uh, jump on over and have a listen to my podcast as well. Um, if you're a podcast listener, which I assume you are because you're listening here. Um, so my podcast is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. You can find out other things from me at engagevideomarketing.com. And if you're interested in jumping in, I have a, a what I call a foundations video course, which is a three-part video course, which really talks through what we talked about today of understanding the foundations of strategic video across a funnel, uh, which is at engagevideomarketing.com slash foundations.
Awesome. Yeah, definitely check it out. And please uh, shoot me an email if you implement anything from today. Ben and I would both love to, I mean, I just love hearing when people are implementing this kind of value. I mean, I never want to hold anything back. I just, let's just give everybody all the value. Um, because uh, there's just, there's so much. Reciprocity, so right? Reciprocity. That's right. It always, <laughs> always wins. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. As always, leave a review if you got value from this and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much.